For almost 25 years, I worked with a client, I'm going to call her Margaret, and she always dreamt of retiring somewhere that was hot and sunny and had a low cost of living. The reality is a lot of our fellow Canadians look forward to retiring in different places for a lot of different reasons. Most commonly it's for a lower cost of living than if we just stayed here at home. But there's also of course the appeal of the sun and the sand and some people move just to be closer to their family members. This concept of retiring in some exotic location at a fraction of the price that it would cost to stay here in Canada is appealing to so many fellow Canadians. In Margaret's case, her retirement spot of choice was Mexico. Now, of course, she was very excited about the planning process and to figure out where she might eventually end up, but she was also very, very confused. She was worried about two things in particular. First off, she was worried, what happens to my CPP and my OAS benefits if I retire out of the country? Secondly, she had like no idea where to start this whole planning process. In this video, I'm gonna share Margaret's story with you so that you'll know exactly what you need to do if you're having similar thoughts about retiring somewhere outside of Canada. Thanks to her hard work, you're gonna know exactly what you need to do. I'm Mark Beavis, and on this channel, we teach our fellow Canadians how to take control of your investments and of your financial lives. As I mentioned, the biggest concern on Margaret's mind was would she lose her government benefits if she moved and retired to another country? Like so many people, the benefits form a base of your retirement income, and that was her case as well. The good news is, for the vast majority of people, when you're looking at CPP, when you're looking at OAS, the answer is yes, you will get your benefits. Margaret wanted to retire in Mexico, but the most popular foreign destinations for Canadians to retire to are Costa Rica, followed by Portugal, then Mexico, Panama, and Thailand. And it does make a difference where you're going when it comes to receiving your benefits. By the way, if you have zero intention on leaving Canada when you retire, go ahead and check out the video that I created and I posted earlier. It tells you everything you need to know about government benefits if you're staying here in Canada. But enough about that, we're talking about Margaret, Let's get back to her story. When she and I started working on this project, there were a couple of major things we identified that we needed to learn. Number one, what are the general rules when it comes to OAS and CPP for people who choose to retire outside of Canada? And secondly, what are the tax implications if you decide to retire somewhere else? In Margaret's case, she had worked most of her adult life and had been contributing to CPP over the years. She expected that she would receive close to the maximum CPP payment that you can get. And in fact, she relied on this amount, relied on this income for her retirement plans. Here's how CPP and OAS work. If you contributed to the Canada Pension Plan or the Quebec Pension Plan during your working years, the payments will continue to you regardless of where you live in your retirement. There's no residency, required, uh, no residency requirement whatsoever. If you paid into the plan, you will get the benefits. And this is also true if you're a recipient of the survivor's benefit. A nice touch here is depending on which country you're retired in, the government will pay you your benefits by direct deposit in a local bank account, depending on, on where you are. They'll also pay them in, uh, in your local currency and you can have the deposits paid in a whole bunch of countries. I'm gonna include a link below where you can see a list of countries that will accommodate this for you. There are currently around 93 countries on the list. If you're closing in on your own retirement, I'm really excited to share some news with you. We're almost ready to launch a new service at the Investing Academy, a full-fledged retirement planning service. I will provide a link in the description below so you can find more about this yourself. Moving on to OAS or the Old Age Security System, if you're at least 65 and you lived in Canada for a minimum of 20 years after your 18th birthday, you will qualify for some OAS payments. Even if you don't meet the normal requirements I just outlined, more than 50 countries have a social security agreement with Canada 
And these agreements coordinate the pension plans of the two countries. So in some cases, Canada will consider any contributions that you made to a foreign national pension towards calculating your old age security entitlement. Just like the CPP, you can have these payments paid by direct deposit to a local bank account. If you want a full history, a full review of the old age security system, as I mentioned earlier, please check out this video. It has everything you're gonna to wanna to know. No scenario in which you see the Canadian government paying you a benefit would be complete without touching on taxes. Hey everybody, it's Brandon here. I'd like to interrupt today's episode very briefly to remind you that if you're looking for more training in the Canadian stock market, don't hesitate to check out our Investing Academy. You can join our private membership group and get access to our top stock picks, trade calls, portfolio insights, and a variety of tools that are helping our members all across the country better their own investing journeys. All it takes is one great stock idea or tip, and that alone can cover years and years of your subscription to our membership group. If you're looking for some additional video training to broaden your knowledge and expand your understanding of the stock market in Canada, we do of course offer a fully video online training program where you can learn from the comfort of your home amongst a variety of students across the country. Both of these products can be found at www.theinvestingacademy.ca where you can sign up for them online or schedule a call with us to learn more. Now back to our scheduled episode. And if you're in another country and you're receiving CPP, OAS, or QPP, there's this thing that you need to know about called a non-resident tax. Now the default withholding tax, if you're a non-resident and the Canada government is paying you a benefit, is 25%. But if you're resident in a country with which Canada has a tax treaty, this amount can be reduced. If you are living in a country that doesn't have one of these treaties, you're going to need to ask for a tax deduction by filing a form. It's formally called the application by a non-resident of Canada for a reduction in the amount of non-resident tax to be withheld. It's known as the NR5 form. Once this is approved, the form is valid for five years unless your income changes, and you'll also have to file a tax return each year. If you have a low income, you can apply to the government to adjust those withholding rates. You file a section 217 application form requesting a reduction, which essentially allows a non-resident to pay taxes as if they were a Canadian resident rather than a non-resident. Now, if you do choose to file a section 217 application, you must do so every year and the filing deadline is June 30th of each year. Something else that Margaret learned when she was doing her research about retiring abroad is that the rules regarding the OAS clawback are different if you're living in another country. Now, in most cases, if you earn income that is above that minimum threshold, some of your old age security payment will be clawed back or you'll have to make repayments of those benefits. The threshold now currently starts at around $79,000 a year. And for every dollar above that, you will be, um, you'll have to repay 15% out of every dollar up to the maximum threshold, which is somewhere in the range of $129,000. Now, if you're making above that, you will lose all of the C, uh, all of the OAS benefit. Normally, as a non-resident who receives OAS payments, you have to submit to the CRA a form T1136, which is called the Old Age Security Return of Income, or OASRI. This is what the CRA uses to determine if they're going to claw back some of your OAS benefits. Of note, the filing deadline for this form is April 30th of the year after the tax year. Now, you'll notice that I said normally. There's something else I learned about Margaret as we're going through this whole planning process. I mean, I knew that she loved sun, sand, Kahlua. Those things were a given. 
but I learned that even more than the, as much as she loved those, she hated paying any more income tax than she needed to. And we learned that by the fact that she was retiring in Mexico, she would have a bonus. If you retire in some countries that have a tax treaty with Canada, and here's a list of them, possible that you won't actually have your OAS benefits clawed back regardless of how high your income is. The rules say that because of the terms of the tax treaty between Canada and another country or region listed below, non-resident seniors living in these countries or regions do not have to file an OASRI or pay recovery tax. And that is a huge bonus for high income earners. Now, as always, these rules do change from time to time. So before you make any big decisions based on taxes, make sure you get the latest, most current information available to you. A quick note regarding the GIS supplement and the GIS allowance. You need to be a resident of Canada to collect those benefits. So if you are a non-resident, you'll lose the benefits. Essentially, if you're out of the country for more than six months a year, you won't receive them. So yes, if your dream is to retire in some hot, sunny climate, you can make it happen. You just have to make sure that you're prepared. You know what you need to know before you go. I'm happy to report that Margaret's retirement, her move to Mexico was successful. And I haven't heard one report of her missing a government benefit yet. So I guess that's a good thing. There are lots of other things that you need to consider if you're planning a move like this, like insurance, um, your safety. There's a lot of other considerations. The Government of Canada has put together a guidebook called Living Abroad. And I'll add a link in the description below where you can download your own copy. If you are planning on just staying put here in Canada when you retire, click on the video link on this page and it will take you to the video that shows you everything you need to know about CPP, OLED Security and OAS. Uh, we do have a link for the Investing Academy, the first link below. Please check that out. I thank you for watching and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.